What's up, bros, Bibles, and beersicles? And babes, Bibles, and beersicles. You can tell your friends, girls, and boys about this show. We appreciate it. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter, Bros Bibles Beer. Subscribe on iTunes, rate us. That'd be awesome. And tell a friend if you want to grow this thing. This episode is fun. A little bit of New Year's talk about resolutions or lack thereof. Jeff and Scott have a couple of uh, things to repent of. We talk a little bit about political and religious, social identity, and how that affects how we see people and how we treat people. Jeff and Tanya have a parenting battle, and we're pretty sure Daniel Tosh, his last name means taking others straight to hell. And also Scott and myself get into a robust discussion trying to define what it means to love somebody. Good stuff. All right, well, let's get to it. No, no, they're okay. Your this kids is, are okay. This, this is a really sounds s- like stiff intro. Yeah, it sounds like one of them's bouncing the other one's head off the Mike's floor. A little bit hot tonight, guys. <laughs> this reminds me of an SNL Mike's. skit here. Ooh, it's a hot mic tonight. Yeah, yeah. Insert Ooh. feedback noise here. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like your hotness. Yeah. It's like I'm. That's, that's good. Right behind you. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. That's good. I think I'm right behind you. No, I'm over here. Yeah. No, Scott, I'm over here. Look over here. Yeah. No, you can't see me. I'm not there. I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, if you don't mind, I you guys. like to interject. <laughs> it is the new year. Um, to season's greetings. And do you do new year reverations? I do new year reverations. I do. You do resolution? Yeah. It's been a long time since I actually spoke one out loud because I really didn't care. But this year, I actually have a New Year's resolution, and it's it's one of the normal ones out there. Lose weight, get in shape. But I'm a day and a half in, and so far, so good. And I have really had to fight off the demons. We went to our favorite pizza place last night in Long Beach, and big old, beautiful cheese, ground pepperoni, sausage pizza laying right in front of me, and I got a salad. Oh, it's that, what's that pizza place called? Domenico's. Domenico's, and they grind everything up. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> it looks like the worst pizza pizza you're ever going to have. <laughs> yes. It looks like... A dog just threw everything up on top of this pizza, (laughs) but it tastes so good. Gosh, I always wondered, you know, what would be the best description? And definitely the dog throw up is is the one. It is. It's something you've always been wondering because I know because Tanya was telling me, Jeff keeps wondering about this. Yeah, so I've often wondered about that. So it's good we resolved that for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I had the salad. I usually would go there and have a beer, have a pint, maybe two, and three or four slices, maybe five. We would usually get two large pizzas. We only got one because I told my wife, I'm going to have a salad. I'm going to have a salad with some chicken. And that's all I had. I was a little disgruntled. 
I had to take sleeping pills to go to bed last night because I need a full tummy to go to bed. So that worked. And now I hung out at the golf course this morning where uh, more beverages were handed (laughs) out and I had to pass there as well. Morning drinking. So I uh, have been drinking heavy coffee. Well, I've been drinking a heavy load of coffee. So New Year's resolution... I don't see any effect on my stomach yet. However, I'm getting a little wild and crazy. I'm doing some erratic dancing and singing. I'm see- I'm noticing a lot of movement. <laughs> I can't stop twitching. So, well, movement and when you dance. I just like to... Oh, okay. And I just like to thank God for this moment. <laughs> like, I, why did I laugh at that? <laughs> Oh, I want to be like the the football players in college. I'd just like to thank God for, you know, helping me get through this time of uh, my New Year's resolution. Scott, you lasted how long with your New Year's Year's resolution, which was similar to mine? Yeah, about um, four hours. Four hours. That's amazing. Domino's has a sale. (laughs) Good, good deal. And the, it, the app is just too easy to use. Oh, gosh, yes. It's like, would you like to repeat the last order? <laughs> yes. Yes, the usual. I will have cheesy bread, jalapeno <laughs> poppers, large pepperoni. Yeah, throw in the two-liter Pepsi. Two-liter Pepsi. You guys don't bring beer yet, do you? How about an extra 20? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have we ever talked about... How all the sports figures thank God? I don't think so. Not, not on the podcast. You know what? You know what I think we should talk about first, though. Your revelation driving in your car. Oh yes, John MacArthur. Yeah. Is this it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, should we corrections? This is corrections and retractions department. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? I, have, I I made a couple of mistakes in in two previous episodes. Okay. Bring him up, but I think Jeff first. <laughs> so this is re- this is repenting time of Bro's Bible Spirit. We're we're going back to episode eight. So many episodes. Yes, ago. it was eight. So I was I was going on in a conversation that I was oblivious. So uh, first of all, I have uh, early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. And we were talking um, about John. MacArthur. MacArthur, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The Alzheimer's. Uh, we were talking about John MacArthur, and I made the comment that he probably hasn't had uh, an ex- hasn't experienced God. And what? Okay, now why would you say that he probably hasn't experienced God? I don't. Why you know, were you saying that? We were talking about the six day creation thing, and then he was separating. Uh, his his college. Oh, that's right. Right, and I don't want to. And then somehow that led you to say that. Well, isn't John MacArthur a cessationist? I don't know if he's a cessationist. So you could probably say that I don't know if he's completely a cessationist, but he's. If he is, then he really hasn't experienced God because there's the gift. All right, guys, no Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you, Zach. There's the gift of teaching in the. Gift of prophesying, and prophesying simply means to speak over someone, not you know, not like prophetic. 
future okay. stuff. So let me say why I, I said that. That and that was that he was he was separating himself from someone to real plain one human from another. And I didn't understand that. It, it was okay. There's all of the conversations about um, you know the hot topics in in the world in the United States and in religions of homosexuality and various topics, and just the idea of ostracizing someone because of the direction they've they've gone or the choices they've made, and then to really by action cast judgment on them and separate yourself didn't make sense. And so I thought, you know, I'm not so sure he's experienced God because of that. Right. I'm sure he experiences God in a very different way than you do. <laughs> right. But then that, so then, and then of course we were kind of laughing at that and, and then it turns out that you had never heard of John MacArthur. <laughs> nope, never heard of John MacArthur. <laughs> Until? Until I... He's one of your favorite people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and th- and this is where the Alzheimer's really <laughs> impacts my my memory. Um, I'm a, a commuter uh, to my work, and I'm on the road for about 50 miles one way, and so I listen to the radio and my favorite um two radio um people are have uh this one called grace to you and the other is uh, skip heitzig but then when i went back how long have you been listening to grace to you <laughs> For a couple of years at least okay <laughs> <laughs> so really Laughing at someone with the on- onset of Alzheimer's isn't really nice. Publics. But you won't remember it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so, You've been listening to Grace to You for a couple of years. And I really found out that, oh my gosh, the person I said who hasn't experienced God is the guy I really love to listen to and learn from. <laughs> it's John MacArthur and Grace to You. <laughs> and then I felt like an idiot. All right. So, is that the end of retractions, repenting for, for you? Now it's on to Scott. We had talked about a, the Playboy story where they're not going to show nudes anymore. Oh, I remember. And I said this. that I said the Playboy has like 15 million. I remember subscribers. Like yesterday, and it fell to like it's like, but it's under a million. Yeah, but I remember it this. was they had five million. It was only five million. I somehow I did a you know Bible scribe mistake and added a couple of zeros so they went from five million to under a million yeah don't worry you still you still have your inerrancy status in my book <laughs> i don't count those scribe thank errors you. thank you i made another one about the mormons or i said something about the i'm i got the century wrong you got the, the century wrong yeah I'm, the I mormon said, century yeah were you referring to joseph smith and when he found the tablets no it was uh Joseph Fielding Smith. Are you? Why do you have to do that? And make me feel like an idiot. Like I know who Joseph <laughs> Fielding Smith is. Is that the same Smith as <laughs> Joseph Smith? No. <laughs> so who's Joseph Fielding Smith? And what do you? What is this retraction? He, he of? was uh, first presidency. 
He was a leader of the he's a leader of the Mormon Church, but he's you know okay. a few a few presidents after Joseph Smith, the original. So they are different people. By the way, who was the ninth president? Because when I went through Utah last week, I noticed that it it kept saying ninthpresident.com. It, that might be the current president. Wait, what? No, ninth president, and it, it looked like a picture of our ninth president of the United States. Oh. I don't know. Was what? he Mormon? That's, I'm, I'm, I'm kept asking myself, why, why would this be on a billboard everywhere the, through Utah? I don't think the ninth president can be Mormon because nine times four is what? 36? <laughs> 36. If we had our first president in 1770-something, you add, you add 30, 40 years to that, you only get to 1810, 1820, which is about 10, 20 years before wow. Mormonism started. So Wait, I would what? say no. That's great lower 48 knowledge from uh, Scott Holbert here. <laughs> Unless there are a, Do you guys know where I put my brain? No, I can't find it. <laughs> of course, my math See, could be off because you, I'm not... Really? Do you know where my brain smart. is? No. Scott, did you hide my iPhone? Siri, where are you? Siri, beep. I don't. I don't think it works that way. Okay, I'm some, gonna have to go find reason. my brain. All right, William. Okay, ninthpresident.com. William, William Henry Harrison. Yes. Okay, those are the exact billboards. Oh yeah, Bill, Billy Hare. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Billy Harrison. He was the ninth president of the United States, but he only served for 32 days. He looks like somebody that would. Definitely only have sex with his wife for procreation purposes, <laughs> not for fun. <laughs> okay. okay, so well, <laughs> it's it's part of the Reagan Outdoor Advertising Company. I don't know. Um, Let's not be thrown off by the word Reagan. All right, so what's next? This is riveting. Uh, so right. th- those are my two retractions. Zach, any retractions? Zach has no regrets. Moving on. No regrets. No regrets. No repentance. No regrets. No, uh, no, uh, I regret just trying to talk and not right there. Zach lives a life of no regrets. It's all in. Just live fast. You know, lead follower, get out of the way. If you're not first, you're last. Um, Wait a second. Wasn't that Talladega Nights? Well, it's also on T-shirts and bumper stickers. All over the nation. No New Year's resolutions either. Really? Have you ever had New Year's resolutions? Uh, probably when I was an idiot, or more of an idiot. I should not say that. Probably when I was young. What do you think about people who have New Year's resolutions? I judge them, and I think they're small-minded and weak. Are you Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I retract that. Um, <laughs> Delete. No, it's not a problem. You, you guys do your thing. I, if you're going to do something, I guess people need motivation, so maybe it helps. It gears up the new year. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson is, is well known for saying that, it, that this day is no more insignificant than any other day in history. Uh, it's just an arbitrary thing we do. So if it helps you, go for it. Do it. But tell somebody. Tell somebody what you're doing. Because then something triggers in your brain that keeps you more accountable and makes you more likely to do it. Like maybe taking the month of January off from drinking, and then my friends pick me up from the birthday on January 2 to take me golfing, and they hand me shots. 
Hey, January so January two is no less insignificant than the other other days oh. as well. So right. Wow, you just keep drinking. Yeah, yeah, Tyson's a genius. So I'm gonna have this dogfish head uh, ninety minute Imperial IPA. Where did you get that? Did that? Did you just poof? I hide them everywhere. <laughs> Does that mean I'm an alcoholic? Yeah, that might be th- that might be a thing with goals in general. Is if you tell someone about it, you're m- more likely to do it because uh, you don't want to uh, have failed in other people's eyes. Yeah, that's why I told you guys, and then you took me golfing and drinking. Well, we didn't. If if you failed, we didn't want you to think that you failed on your own. Okay. We, that we were right there with That's you. That's what the brotherhood's for. Yes. All right. Cool. I was actually reading something. It's called "Religion and Conflict" by Lou Reichler. It was uh, an introduction towards a religion of world politics, and just the first sentence says, "The new world order cannot be understood without accounting for the role of religion and religious organizations." And I have nothing else on that. This, the new world order. Yeah, you know the NWO. It's a big <laughs> Colorado thing. <laughs> Isn't that a wrestler? <laughs> it was a group of wrestlers started started by uh, started by uh, Hulk Hogan. Have my back. Yeah, it's the. I thought it was NWA. St- started by Hulk Hogan, and um, who else joined him? Oh man, I forget. NWA is uh, in words with attitude. Yes. And NWO is new words. New words with attitude. New words order. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were were, uh, wrestlers. They were all black. And at at first, they did not reveal who they were. And I think Sting was a part of the NWO. But then at one point, he rebelled against them. Before he he got into uh, tantric sex and lo- love making all night. Yes, I I'm not sh- not sure about that, but yes. From the police. Love making from the police. Yes. Sting. Yes, Sting. Yes, he likes the red lights. Mm. Okay, so this is so this is way back in 2005. At the dawn of the 21st century, a casual glance at world affairs would suggest that religion is at the core of much of the strife around the globe. Often, religion is a contentious issue. Where eternal salvation is at stake, compromise can be difficult at or even sinful. Religion is also important because, as a central part of many individuals' identity, any threat to one's belief is a threat to one's very being. This is a primary motivation for ethno-religious nationalists. And it goes on and on and talks about religion and conflict. So it's, this is like my wheelhouse. Not yeah. really, but it's something I'm really interested in. Um, that is something... Okay. You guys need to punch me in the throat. <laughs> There's a lot of punching going on in this podcast, but when I say something and then immediately try to take it back or take part of it back... Take it back, yo. Just stop me. Why can't I just say it? Yeah, live in it. It's you. Why do you want to take back, taking back? Do you want to take that back? No. I, I'm fascinated with the identity thing and how you, it becomes, whatever you believe, it becomes a part of your identity. And so it be, if it becomes comes under attack, 
Isn't that kind of what it's talking about? Yes. And so if your religion gets attacked, um, not violently, but intellectually, or there's an argument against it, or a news article that pisses you off, it angers you because it's, it's, you associate it with it being personal to you. Whereas if people are honest with themselves, and if what you believe is true, why should you get upset and have a vis- visceral reaction so if somebody disagrees with you po- politically, let's just say, why why does your temper go up? That's a great question. If if you have the truth, if what you believe is right, can't you just have a conversation and find out where they're coming from and not have to go into battle mode? And if you if people really believed what they if if people actually believe what they thought, then you probably wouldn't get as upset, or would you? Okay, so I'm going to jump to the I'm really upset and why am I upset? Because someone has an opposite opinion of mine or believes something different. I mean, can go straight to just Republican Democrat politics. But if you believe something and you 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 live a life uh, based off certain ideals, I guess, when someone has an opposite opinion, so many people do. I mean, it's they get upset. They fly off the handle. And I don't know if it's for entertainment or they have no... Con- okay, so sometimes i got to talk through this. They feel like they don't have control of their life. That's a little psycho babble, but if they were honest about it, I, probably most of them would would recognize, "Hey, I'm not as sure of my faith that I thought I was." I need something to hold on to. Yeah, I'm not as sure of my political position. You might be right, and that hurts. If you're so, therefore, my guard goes up. I'm going to yell at you. Also, you get it. It's entertainment on Fox News and CNBC right. and MSNBC. All those places they have one side versus the other side. And they yell at each other, and that's that's just entertainment, and it sells. Um, but more personally, at home, when you're talking or you're engaging with people, or you see something that makes you uncomfortable, um, I find it nice to uh, challenge myself because maybe you'll grow. Maybe you can you get new information from somebody that disagrees with you, or say it, it's an interpretation in the Bible. Then you can investigate and really test what you thought to be true. And ideally, if you have the truth, you're, it will be made stronger. It'll be refined. And if not, maybe you'll grow and come to a better understanding of the truth. But are you... I mean, those things aren't necessarily the same. Like Just because you're being... If you uh, get defensive or uh, get emotional doesn't mean that you are insecure about it. Or does, or doesn't mean that you're not thinking that. Not always, but uh, I would say most times there's an insecurity there, deep down. Uh, 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 possibly, um, but it could also be that you're just you want to. Well, first, yeah. Jeff you, and I have been talking about Scott this whole time, and he's right here. I know. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but you first, you you want to defend what you believe. So yeah, why, if it feels like you're gonna you're being attacked, why do we defend what we believe? Why wouldn't we? Can what, you does it serve a point? Um, well, are you are you thinking about 
defending in a way that is not um, like loving or when I say defending, I mean like an emotional argue, response. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. Is that how you're Where using? You, get, you start to get upset and you have to try to physically calm yourself down in order to have a conversation with somebody. Like, why does why does that happen? Is that just because the right to bear arms is coming under attack? Therefore, you get upset about that, um, or is it because maybe you're a little bit if if they have standing and they have something to say that might add to the equation of truth that's in your head, is that uncomfortable to be able to admit that you might have your idea might not be what you thought it was and might not be totally correct? Oh yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a, this That's all you have to say? Really you don't have anything more than that? It's really, it's really, it's really uncomfortable. Jeff, you're making us uncomfortable. <laughs> Jeff, it's, really, it's really uncomfortable. Jeff, look at me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> She's, your mind control just came over me. Our eyes met. It, and you're, you're in a situation where you haven't had a chance to look at that reason reasoning or evidence yet, and you haven't... Uh, thought of a response to it. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable. What were we talking about? Oh, conf... Man, that's that Alzheimer's thing kicking in again. I know. (laughs) I know. But that that doesn't mean that we shouldn't defend it, right? I'm not sure. Does... Does God... (laughs) Here we go. Does God need defending? Or... Is that are is we, that the real question? Christian, are we a better Christian for defending uh, our faith? Like, is that necessary? When is it, Peter, Timothy? In Peter or Timothy, when it says, "Be ready to provide an answer," but that that's saying when somebody asks you, give them, you you have a reason for why you have this hope you have. Not it seems like the apologetics and is almost defensively switching to going on offense against uh, the attacks of the world. And is that something that's required? I mean, does God need that? I mean, nobody would say, yes, he needs that, but uh, is that required? Yeah, is, I'm not, I'm is not, it a good idea? I'm not sure that that's the right question, if God needs it. I, I think the, and I, in, like you're bringing it up, I think the question is, should we do it? Um. God, do it. God doesn't need it per se, like just like He doesn't need our money. Um, but should we do it? And I think the answer is yes. Right? We preach preach the gospel to all nations, and ready to give give an answer. And there are things that are are out there that are opposed to God and why why shouldn't we uh, speak out against those things if people are just hearing one side and it's all negative about God we just you just sit there and they're speak not... speak out against is interesting to me like that okay I, so I'm not just talking about like uh, evolution on, no I know but I can get on board with with the um, doing it the uh, defending. But the how is probably where there would be a lot of variance in, in what 
we should be doing or how we should be doing it. Because if it's like most, most of what you see on TV from the uh, political Christians, man, it's, it's, uh, it's angry. Okay, so, so, now, so now again we get into, I think there's a difference between should you do something yeah, and, the, and, right. the way, no, and the way you do it. There's That's a difference. exactly what I just said. Right. You just repeated what I said. Right, but why? So why? How? Why? But that wasn't the original thing we started with. But now, now you're into the how it's done, not should we do it. That's yeah. That's what I. I'm was not exactly up. sure where you guys I took just, this. I just brought that up. <laughs> you went. To, you went to the bathroom for 30 seconds, and and the world changed, <laughs> and I'm really upset. How could you guys do this? You know, hey, I believe we were going to go in this direction. You guys took it a different way. That's not what I believed in. And for this right. conversation, bring us back on track because that's that's our deal. We go off track. <laughs> we all do. Okay, we all do. <laughs> you brought up the article. Go rein us in a little bit. I, okay. I'm going to simplify this. We have conver- okay. we have we have beliefs. We have foundations that we live our lives on, that we have friendships on, marriages. Just how we live our life is based off these ideals, and and so to take it to a very simple um, husband and wife um, going into our there are things that my wife does. Uh, in rearing our children, and there are things she believes in, and the reasons that she um, parents them a certain way, and then there are um, my beliefs and ideals of of my experiences of going through childhood and then coming into um, relationship with my my wife, and and there are times where that comes into conflict where I'm like. This is not how I would do it, and I know that there are times where she's thinking that is not how. Do you have a specific? Boy, I really don't want to go there. She's not going to listen. Don't to this bring podcast. it up. Then <laughs> this is what we need. If you're going to bring something up, you got to go full honest, man. Um, so there's just a way in which I I think it's how we communicate differently and how men um, just kind of let things go. Like, if the kids are punching each other, it's like, ah, they're okay. They're all right. Nobody's laying on the ground lifeless. And whereas uh, mothers step in almost instantaneously, and I see that as, like, let him go. And she sees that as, I need to get in here and, and protect and nurture and... I'm there's this um, almost instant reaction from inside of me, like, oh gosh, just let it go. And I'm thinking, why? And I actually said something um, to my wife. And if she does listen to this, then, you know, that's okay because it's a good, healthy conversation. I think, as you guys were saying earlier, you grow from the conflict and having discussions. And my wife and I, I think, are headed towards a greater discussion, um, unless she just wants to cut so, me off. So are you afraid? <laughs> you're afraid to bring it up and talk to her. And Absolutely. So, so we're gonna nudge her to listen to this podcast, and then you'll have to talk to her <laughs> because well, she'll be coming at you. Uh, well, right. 
But when I did say something, and, and it's so weird how courageous we are when we're out outside of our families and, and just bringing up conflict. Oh, you're a straight-up badass leader. When, when my wife was doing this, this is, this is us <laughs> around the guys, I led her. I really pressed in to something she said that I didn't like, and I led her to a greater understanding of the universe. Uh, okay. Yes. So is that, how does this, how does this fit in with the article and, uh, being uncomfortable? Uh, well, Zach was talking about identity and we, we find our identities in how we're living and what we believe in. And, and that comes right down to simple, uh, parenting and, and being husband and wife. And I'm like, I find my I find identity in a certain way. My kids, I want to raise them to kind of follow the identity that I have, the ideals that I have. And, and, um, your spouse has, might have differences in that. And when you come to that fork in the road, it's almost a, a place that you don't want to go, but really underneath it all, it's like, why do I have to, why does it have to be my way? And that's where um, we have all of these um, reactions in politics and religion. People don't even want to talk about politics and religion sometimes because people just fly off the handle because they like, how could you believe that? Or how could you want to parent that way? Um, to go back to my wife and I. And, and it's like, why... Can't we just have a discussion in sense instead of a brewing debate that gets nowhere except some fight or argument between politicians, between husband and wife, between people in the church uh, believing one way and somebody believing the other, and then it just creates division. And, and, and so we want to stand by what we believe in, but also listen and accept others' opinions. And I think, I think Zach might have mentioned it, just um, having discussions and back to the idea of not ostracizing people. Yeah, it could go right back to the John, or sorry, um, MacArthur. <laughs> MacArthur. <laughs> Gosh, darn Alzheimer's. <laughs> Go back to the John MacArthur, you know, hey, you uh, you were accepting them, so we're not going to be a part of this. You know, that choice. And it's like, do, is that being bold? Or is it unaccepting? Or is it casting judgment? Is it, this is what I believe in, and so we're out of here? Is he not a Christian and not a Genesean? Geneticist? I mean, isn't there not a balance between it, all yeah. of it? The focus should be on whether you call yourself a Christian or a Christ follower or whatever. Should it? Why? Um, because that's what we're called to is love. What is there can be other what stuff. What does love mean? Uh, but I'm talking about the the division, dividing dividing the church, dividing fellow believers um, because of of an interpretation on a specific passage. It 
it uh, and Scott, you probably disagree, and that's fine. Uh, I'm just gonna get really upset when you start talking. <laughs> how how Jesus loved people is probably the best example. How did he love people, Scott? I know. I'm. This is where I know. violence comes in the equation. I know, and this is why. You how guys, did he love people? This Scott? is why you guys always want to punch me. How did he love people? Um, well, he corrected the Pharisees a lot. Yeah, and he'd be correcting you right now for being a Pharisee. I probably am a Pharisee. Yeah. Okay. So he he didn't love people by um, just saying, "Hey, I love you." You just punch that guy, but I love right. you. What would Jesus do? Daniel Tosh would say he'd light him on fire and send him <laughs> to hell. You mean Tosh taking others straight to hell? Yep. Yep. I love those. I love when Christians do that. <laughs> That's from the lady in the so monster, funny. the That's monster right. can lady. So if you were to look this up, what would it be? Daniel Tosh, Daniel- monster can. Monster energy drink will probably get you there. Probably, yeah, and then have the monster energy energy drink lady taking others straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you worried that you are too wrapped up and too? Does worrying about people defining things cause you stress, Scott? I don't know about stress, but That's- if I if they're going to ask me a question, I want to know what they're asking. Wait, what? So if I said, Scott, how can we love you better today? Would you ask me to define love? I guess you might with this group. (laughs) 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 Um, No. I understand your need for precision in what people mean. um, But there's a lot of times where it, it feels like the definition is broadly known and it's being use as most people would understand it and there's still this the comeback is well how or what would that look like or or what do you mean by that as yeah. opposed to just telling us what you think well you're talking about um reacting to society through something that you know we call apologetics and then you bring in that Christians don't do that in a loving way. And then you say, Jesus would just love people. So no, I'm not. I said, how would, what did, what did Jesus do? How did Jesus love people? Right. Like that's kind of the model. Is that safe to say for everyone here? Yes. Is that a good model? It is the to best start model. start with at least, Scott? Okay. So what's the model? He corrected, he corrected their false doctrine. And what did he else did he do? He overturned tables because Maybe he got angry. So I, but the doctrine at the time was something that he was re- rewriting in front of their eyes. I mean, if I were there, I, I would have wanted to kill the guy eventually, which is kind of the point. We're, we're all those people. That's, that's possibly, us, but because he he was upsetting so much of what they they knew. It's all they knew, and here's this guy purposefully avoiding and breaking laws. To, pr- to prove a point, to prove a greater point of what was more important than their laws. What was more important than their laws? Love. Love? B- b- bigger than doctrine, yes. What did he say? No, well, true doctrine was, was greater than their laws. 
Okay, you're love, using doctrine. Love is a part of doctrine. You know about love because of doctrine. No, because what Jesus did. How do you know what Jesus did? That's not doctrinal. Yes, it is. Define doctrinal, Scott. Okay. So, oh, okay. Now I have to. <laughs> I have. See, you're you. I. I. Are you looking at doctrine as in more you're dogma? Talking, you're talking or? very clinically, and I. I'm just trying to get at. So maybe sound I'm, teaching. How about sound teaching? What did Jesus? Spirit do? in spirit and in truth. How did Jesus live? Are you unfamiliar with? Familiar with how how radical he was? I know you're uncomfortable with love because you feel like it washes away people doing what's right. But in a lot of ways, uh, no, no, and washing away what people is doing you, is like right. It justifies not, people doing whatever they want. Well, because they're using it in a way that is not the biblical definition. I believe love doesn't mean um, saying, "Oh yeah, you're okay. You can do whatever you want." I don't think any one of us has ever said that. No, but you just referred to I'm uncomfortable with love because of what other people so, say. But it's you're defending, you're getting defensive. I'm getting defensive. Yeah, really. You're, you're getting. Defensive. Why do you think that, <laughs> Scott? You're getting defensive. Scott, sit down. <laughs> Pull your pants back up, Scott. I just like everybody a- to know that we're casually sitting on the couch and absolutely nothing is happening. Um, Scott's <laughs> pants are buttoned and zipped. Uh, there wasn't anything. But they happened. are around his knees. But Zach wants to make it look like Scott has lost it, although Scott hasn't been able to go on his diet, so he's still in the same corner of the couch with a whole pizza. Whoa. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for ruining. I was painting a picture with my mouth. <laughs> with love. Now, I'm not sure what you mean by that, Jeff. <laughs> well, let me explain. Scott, when I talk like this, you want to jump over a bunch of definitions because you have a built-in protection against using uh, love wins to eliminate the need for sound doctrine and living. Yes, it sounds like the love wins definition of love has crept into you your definition of with, love. Uh, with that. Like why are you uncomfortable with letting go letting go of the need to to make sure everybody knows what's r- what's right and wrong? Well, like, see, can is there you, a better you, resolution? Is there a better So yeah, what I mean, what do you mean So here we go again. What do you mean letting everyone know the definition of what's right and wrong, what, and, or what are you referring to? And you disagree with somebody about about the details. Do you feel like you need to make sure? And and maybe I have a built-in reaction because I that's all I see. Um, well, majority of Christians, especially the ones that you see in the media, um, which is probably not a good way to base things, but it's what people see of Chris Christendom is a bunch of they want to marry. Christianity with the the state, and in so create laws that enforce what they're comfortable comfortable with, which does nothing to change hearts. It does nothing to actually bring people to Jesus, but that's what Christians are comfortable with. They associate with Christianity and God's blessings on doing what's right. It's like a pseudo works faith uh, thing. That's kind of what 
if you talk to individual Christians, they would say, yes, I'm saved by grace. But what, how it actually plays out is in judgment, the pastor of a church makes a mistake or has a problem. It's like, boom, off of, off of his head. Um, something happens in the media and or, or uh, the Supreme Court ruling then there's like this battle lines drawn of we we got to make sure marriage is protected and uh, whereas they could be living like Jesus and affecting people around them um, for the kingdom as opposed to trying to enforce it through the state. Are you? That was kind of a rant. I, I yeah. have no idea where I went. I'm and sorry. how how does that associate with me uh, and wanting wait a to second. and wanting wait, whoa, wait and wanting second. others to define what terms I thought that are was using. really good. And please don't retract your statement. No, I believe every one of it. Every all those words. Oh. But how does how does that ref, how how are you getting? Because you're one of those, Scott. Yeah. You're yeah. one of those people. How on are the you media? equating me with people like that and trying to figure out what you're meaning by you're, your okay, the fair, words you're fair using? Point. Ultimately, you're not, but your need for tight uh, definitions and knowing where everyone stands, where I'm kind of leaning to, I don't need to know or I don't need to fix people or need to make sure people know that they should be doing something differently um, because ultimately I can't, I can't actually make somebody's heart change. Like, Man, you're making this really difficult. Be- um, those sound like two different things. Me wanting someone to define what they're saying and then trying to fix someone. I, I, I just uh, maybe okay. I have a a problem Is comprehending a, what other people are saying. Maybe I'm slow. Do with me. You're probably not slow. I, I'm I, not the greatest communicator, which is why I started a podcast, guys. <laughs> you, it seems that you want you want to tie people down into yeah, get their words. Get him, Jeff. Get okay. Em. And and then it's. It's a stumbling block to get to the point, and in this regard, love, Jesus came to earth. He led a perfect life. How about this? Agape. <laughs> the, the big dog. The big dog in the love universe. It's he, he, loved, he loved by accepting. Ultimate he, self-sacrifice. And it, wasn't, and it wasn't overlooking. It was just accepting. And... I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. You're, you're talking about this is Jesus' life. You're talking about in general, yes. No, I mean, just, I I want because you you start sure. talking and then sure. Is that all? You just want to clarify? We're talking about Jesus' life. No, I, I if you're still talking about Jesus' life, because we you are having with a that. conversation, so you can add to what he's saying or come back at with him with. His, you like to ask a question. I guess you're just understanding it. Scott just likes to understand. Maybe that's it. I do want to understand. That I, yes, I agree. There was a guy named Jesus. He came to Earth. Mm-hmm. Was he black or white? He was God in human form. So white. Did he have broad shoulders? <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Sorry, would you ex- would you clarify white? I bet, he, I bet he Don't shaved his chest with clippers at like number two. So it's not super curly, <laughs> but it's there's still hair, Ugh, and it's grief, and it's just attractive. Awkward. On, oh, that was good. <laughs> okay, so you said lived that, a perfect life. How did we go from where we were to here? But that's okay. Perfect life. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you have a problem with love. <laughs> 
Him and John MacArthur. <laughs> Drop the mic. I have a problem you, with love. You have a... Scott, what do you think? Please. What do you mean I have a problem with love? You have a problem with the idea of it. And Zach, why can't you continue what he was saying? He And you had a problem with that. And then you wanted clarification. Yes, so I'm asking for how are you defining love? Agape. Agape love. You mean charity? How it's trans how it's translated in the King James version. Self sacrifice, self sacrificial love. Yeah, that kind of love is is should be the model. And I realize it does, it's not safe. There are gonna be situations where um you might be uncomfortable, and I might be uncomfortable, depending on how the person's behaving. But if everything is uh, filtered through that, it can provide the groundwork for um, the relational aspect that can, as opposed to just do better. I guess that's what that's what I hate is the just do better. Let's get the Supreme Court on our side so we can make people just do better. Um, and I'm not even saying I'm not saying one thing for or against gay marriage, but that's the idea. People again, how does how is that? How are you equating I that saw with you me and love? The, you were picketing. I saw you. You went after love. It's the concept. It's it's the do. It's the legalism that bleeds into. How, okay, how is what I'm saying legalism? It, you're on that. You're on that line. How? Like I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I feel like you because want I to. Said you are. I feel like yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Now drop the mic. Oh, he actually did drop the mic. <laughs> this, so this goes back to you want, you seem like you want to be a stickler on what people are talking about, and then it seems like you're gonna, you then have questions to follow up, not to clarify, maybe a little, but to, but to then take that information and. Um, and trans and kind of bounce it off uh, biblical truth, and and then you know well, and then come back and say well, in Deuteronomy it says, and then we just all feel like idiots, and you're it's like you're casting judgment on us. I'm s- I'm just gonna cut you off again. <laughs> <laughs> But I would like to hear you come back at us uh, because you've done a lot of asking questions and asking for more information from us without actually contributing. Can I contribute? Yeah. Do you want a beer? Sure. Thank you. You're not going to get one for me, though. I'm going to abstain. That's good. Go ahead, Scott. I'm proud of you. Um, Hey, girls. Can you be quiet, please? Scott's going to make a point. Thanks. Go ahead, Scott. Wow. Did so you much, see this? So much pressure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I don't mean for that to happen. I don't mean for you to feel um, that way. What way? The way you just <laughs> described. <laughs> I, I'm only looking for clarification. And yes, if if there's something that I think doesn't jive with my view, um, then 
Yeah, I might uh, probably comment on it. Do you have? But are your questions to learn or to just clarify where you stand, or are you trying to get someone to to think about what their what their beliefs are and to maybe question that? I I think I think a combination. I want to know what someone is thinking, and then if if I think that. Um, my view disagrees with that, then I want, I want to ask questions, or I ask questions because I want them to think about what they're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, so a combination. Okay. So back to the, the love part and Jesus is having experienced people's love through their actions when I know I'm in the wrong, I've whether it's something I said or some action I took, I find this God's grace um, from others. It's as if God is just speaking right through them in just the way they act. They're acting in the way that I believe Jesus would act. And they don't, they don't cast judgment by saying something. Um, they let it go. They, and in, in my heart of hearts, it comes through, um, you know, whether it's that moment or the next day, and I think about it. And because I am a, a strong believer, I, I'm I, I yeah, just, you're 100%. 100%. <laughs> but so when I, I'm in the wrong, I, I, I feel it um, in my heart. And then when I know someone who's a fellow believer um, recognizes it, I don't. they don't need to even say it. I already know, and I know their heart. And when they don't say anything, I'm like, they just let me off the hook. And, and are, you, that, are, you, are you talking about, like... Are you talking that about one time when he was at the, the club and somebody walked in and saw him and he, yeah. he had all those ones? <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't have to say anything. <laughs> they just made eye contact and it was like, all right, you know that I know that I'm totally wrong here. Yeah, are you talking about like a sin or just something you where you wronged someone? Or because I thought we were, sure. we were talking about like doctrine and stuff it like can that. Be, it can sin. And, and by doctrine, I mean sound teaching, Zach, not dogma. And someone, as defined by the Catholic Church, and and, and and a fellow you're believer so just a fellow believer just lets they know that you're in sin, and they're not. They may ask a question or two, but it's not out of it's not out of judgment. It's out of love. That like, man, almost like, do you recognize? Do you recognize this? Can, Can I direct it back at you, though, Scott? If I say, if I, as that creator, say, when I say something like, treat them how Jesus would and lo- love them, and then you you jump up to define love or ask me to define love, what is that in you? Like, what do, what do you mean? What is love like, in where me? Are you, where are you... Um, I don't know. What's your problem with that? Like, what is what is love? Tell me what you think. Two words. Rob Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know. He's your homeboy. <clears throat> I, I can no. tell. I can tell you read his books. No, but what do I you, haven't what even do you, read them. We, we haven't gotten a lot so from I'm a you. When, what is it that bugs you about me being, not, not me per se, but just the idea that if we would just love people like Jesus loved and that stirs something up in you, go. Right. I agree completely that we should love people as Jesus loved people. Absolutely. But when you are opposing loving people with um, not uh, speaking out against certain things or, or maybe correcting false doctrine, I, I, don't, I don't see that love is opposed to those things. Okay. I, I understand. I mean, it's the idea of a husband cheats on his wife. You know that he's cheating on his wife. He continues it. You talk to him. You should just love him. <laughs> he, he, says, <laughs> he, he's, he says he's not stopping. Um, yeah, Zach said she should just keep loving him. Um, it's the idea. So the idea is that you've gone to him. You said stop. He doesn't stop. You should tell your wife. He doesn't tell his wife. You you get somebody else, and you're like, we're we're taking to the church, and you need to speak up that you are you're sinning, and um and it needs to be known. It needs to be brought into the light. So in that case, you're loving. You're you're not only loving that man. You're also showing love of his wife in that everything needs to be out in the light because if it's just hidden, it, it it's just going to create um, a worse impact. And ultimately, you're you're loving the God who gave you life in the first place by following the doc by following his doctrine. Yes. I would say yes. I say yes, and therefore that's what I would say. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> he now clarified when say, himself. When you say yes, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> However, when it comes to just things that you um, you believe in, uh, in terms not of doctrine, but just life, like my experiences have shaped me in this way, your experiences have shaped you in that way, and we're not talking doctrine. It could just be simply we're on the softball field, and you're like, you shouldn't do it that way. You should do it this way. And it's like, okay, well, that's... Yeah, would you agree that there is... that there's dangers to both sides? So when you're on the the love side without a lot of definition, it could get... It could get sticky in many different ways, and uh, but and the other side, when love becomes a function of, I because I've heard teachers say this, it's not loving if I don't warn them that they're uh, going to go to hell if they don't believe in Jesus, and technically, depending on your definitions, let's just technically say they're right. But is that correct? Is that wise in every circumstance? Is that loving in every circumstance? And I would say no. And there's a danger in going too far the other way. And would you recognize that danger and that you are in danger of falling into it? And so this is me rebuking you, Scott. This is an intervention. <laughs> are you rebuking me out of love? That's debatable. 
Yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I think I agree with you on that. So I- Yes, we're making progress. Woo! That's two yeses. High five. I think you're making progress towards my point of view. Okay. To my point. I want to go back to my wife, who I think, um, in my mind, is doing is doing something that I wouldn't do, and and so. I have this con- Wait, going back to your wife is something oh, you wouldn't do. No, going back, going back to the parenting thing. Is she a little bit helicopter parentish? I don't think she is. Where she's hovering yeah, over and them and really making sure everything's hope perfect. She listen and, to this. Um, maybe more so than you are. Uh, I, yeah, she's not a helicopter right. parent. But there, are, but you have a different outlook right, on what you should do. Right. So resetting that. So I have this conflict in my mind of I want it done a certain way. And at the same time, I'm I'm a, I'm asking. So I think, oh, you know, irreparable damage is being done um, if it's not done if it's not done my way. And and I have been fighting this for a long time, and I've come to the conclusion that I'm not honoring my wife. I'm not loving my wife and being accepting of my wife where she's at because. She, she loves me where I'm at, and um, I don't know what it, it. Wives just give so much stinking grace, and I don't think I give my wife um, enough grace. And I and I know she feels it in her heart, um, and so that I've been wrestling with that for a long time. And this last week, I said something, and she just. I'm surprised I didn't get hit with a right hook. What'd you say? <laughs> uh, just I cut her off. She was saying something. And I said, "Oh, you don't have to say that. You know, just let him be." And um, I got vengeance, and and I deserved it. I because I'm only imposing my way, and we're a team. And I, it's like I would not look at uh, somebody on the my, even just my softball team with you guys. Um, I would again your softball team. Yeah, yeah. Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting somewhere. Um, and there I am. Just, I'm like picking her a fight. Her kids. Picking a fight. Yeah, they are. They're her kids. That's my wife. <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> the, how's, that, uh, how's that marriage book coming along? It's moving slowly. <laughs> You're just gathering data. It was faster. You were doing research. It was faster two months You're doing, ago. Gathering data on the effects of humility or a lack thereof. Yes, Jeff. I'm experimenting on my family. Hey, Jeff. Um, anyway, I just want to tie so, a ribbon. So put a bow. Tie, yeah, a ribbon, a bow? Yeah. A rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow.com. I, I cast judgment. Not even cast judgment. I just want things my way. I want control, and I want it because I think things should be a certain way, and I think there'll be a certain outcome. And all the while, my wife is busting her butt, really staying home, raising our children, and that's the toughest job there is. And, you know, I come in, and I'm like, hey, you know, you need to stop saying this and that, and only because I'm imposing, you know, what I think my way is and and you know i but there's still a discussion to be had there and i run from that discussion i really don't know how to enter 
that discussion with my wife because, you know, we went into marriage very differently than those that got married and then had kids. We were kid on the way and then got married. And, um, and that created, uh, serious problems. And, you know, we still deal with those, those problems because we just, we took all of the, the, the baggage right into the marriage. And now when we, you know, here we are 11 years in and we're, we've taken this path that's been amazing, but still there's always these, um, control issues that us humans deal with, especially in marriage. And sometimes when you don't let it go, like myself, it just creates a rift that is not, it's not, it's not good doctrine for me to be, um, not honoring my wife because it's not a sin to, you know, be doing something a certain way because you believe in it. You believe, you know, this is how I'm going to parent my children. And I'm like, well, that's how you should be parenting your children. And I'm going to step here and impose my will. It's, it's so insignificant. So if agape, you're calling people to humility, it sounds like. And if agape love came naturally to you or to me or whoever, which would be sound doctrine, loving your wife like Christ, agape is the church. I hope that's the word they use. Is it? Probably. Wouldn't that be terrible if that verse, it was the friendship version? <laughs> <laughs> like Love. God, phileo. Yeah. Uh, so anyways. Or... Is it so love like I, I'm I need to love my wife yeah better and 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 even even like worrying about the sin like am I sinning right is that a sin I I think and I could be wrong I'm trying to shed shed those worries and just focus focus on the main thing which is loving your wife like Christ loved the church and that kind of balances um, which is totally giving everything for her her the church right. And I'm not doing that. Well, nobody, nobody is. That's the beauty of it. Now, are you? Nobody can. You're not referencing right that now. back to me, are you? At all? Well, or are you? you? Uh, well, it's an example of love. To just to be accepting. We were putting a bow on it. Yeah. Somehow. To be a, to be accepting of what? See, that, that's what that's right. I'm trying to. I want to get into your brain a little bit there. To what? everybody, we have a we have a difference of. Opinions. We have a different way of doing things, and but see that that's what I think. I don't think that these are the things that I'm talking about or ask questions about aren't mere opinions. I'm I'm, I'm talking about if if you're going to make a theological statement or a biblical statement, well, then yeah, I think I think there's it's for it, me there's a, a bit of a difference. It's not it's not really loving your wife like Christ loved the church when you can't be accepting of the simple rearing of children in a certain way. Tanya's parenting style is different than Jeff's and he's struggling with that. How was that how was that or are you, let me let me let me change my tone. I'm sorry. I'm giving you an example of how I'm not loving my wife well. Okay. So you're but are you are you referring back to me in the way I ask questions I'm about people? Trying to clarify the fact that you want Clarification on the word love. Pointing fingers. 
<laughs> the thousand points of light. <laughs> so what if I'm pointing fingers, Zach? I'll point it, Scott. I'm going to punch you in the throat just for fun. Man. No. You want a clarification on love, and I'm telling you, you know what? If I just would love my wife like she deserves to be loved, then I would just, it wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't matter. I would, I wouldn't. You'd let it go. It would be Yeah. Okay. You could still disagree with it. And yes. She's not hurting the kids. She's loving her kids. Just That's right. Just because it's a little bit different than, than you want. It it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter. You're right. And that would be that would be the love that I'm talking about. It's a good about. example of what I want from um from Christians. What I want. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's what I want. <laughs> Guys, it's me. It's what I want. <laughs> Scott. Scott, would you get him some tissues? It's what I want. Hold on. Hold on, buddy. Wait. Don't do it. Don't run. Don't run, Zach. Now, Zach, define what you want means. Okay. So are you saying that when I ask questions that I'm not being loving? Or or does that... I know you're giving an example of your wife, but you guys are kind of, I want to say, not harping, but, I mean, you're kind of... Inter- interventing me, having an intervention. It did feel a little bit like that. That was unintentional. So I just, I just want to make sure that we are have shifted topics again. I want a clear definition of what no, we're talking I, about. I think, I think uh, we were just ending this one. Oh, okay. And it's probably not a great ending. But we can come after you if you'd like. Because we already did. Okay, so look at Ephesians, Ephesians four. This happens every single time. Good, it is bros, uh, Bibles, and beer. Let's hear a Ephesians Bible. four. Therefore, I the prisoner, uh, four one. Therefore, I the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling, with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. I believe that that's agape. Uh, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you are uh, called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Right? Okay. So don't cause discord. Go down to verse 11. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects in him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fit. Uh, fitted to get and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So that that's what I want to get to is verse 14. It comes back to the how. Toss. Not the why or the what. Okay, the good. How. So that's... 
So is the how I'm doing whatever you're interventing you're not. me on? Is, I was is projecting that not on level? you. Okay. I was projecting okay. on you. Okay, thank you. For, will you forgive me, Scott? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Look at me, Scott. Will you forgive me? Man, I'm looking right into your eyes. And this I can't say no. <laughs> this is getting uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, so you were just projecting on him so we can just delete that 45 minutes there? No, we'll just make them listen to it, and then they'll hear uh, a humble response. Okay. I I agree, though, that it should be done lovingly. Whatever lovingly means. You mean Tosh taking others straight to hell? <laughs>